welcome to the Three Will Podcast. Uh, we have been calling this the Two Bald Brothers and a Microphone Podcast because it's been Tom and I covering a lot of different subjects. And uh, more recently, we've been doing a lot of um, discussions about work together better. And uh, I think this is a good time in which, especially with the subject that we're covering today, that uh, we're going to be transitioning over and calling it the Work Together Better podcast. So I want to welcome you uh, to the podcast. And today I'm excited to have three other folks with me uh, to cover some important top, uh, topics today. Some good stuff where we're going to get into some definitions and some uh, uh, sort of good meat and potatoes about digital workplaces. So with that, I'll, um, the other bald brother is here with me. Tommy, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hanging doing pretty in there. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not dead yet, huh? That's right. <laughs> there you go. Kick it in there. Um, and then we've uh, got <laughs> we've got two Pete's. We've got Pete Skelly. Hey, Pete Skelly, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. And then we have repeat. We have a second. We, we wanted <laughs> one Pete was not enough. We had to have another Pete. So we've got, uh, and we'll just refer to him as repeat. We have Pete Fritz. I'm hey, Pete. That. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great beer. So well, welcome to the first uh, Three World podcast that you you've been on here. I'm excited to have you on the team. I guess to get us kicked off here, I'd love to. Um, for even for myself and for others, get a little bit of a, a backstory where um, what led you to being here at Three Will and just a little bit of your background, if you don't mind, before we get started here. Sure, I'll try not to tell you, tell you the whole life story, but um, I guess the one that's a relevant data point to start with is I was a tour guide and also a, a worked at a driving company for driving shuttles in uh, in um, in uh, Vail, Colorado, for a number of years. That doesn't have really relevance to a digital workplace, except for in that job, I was asked to write, uh, do an intranet using front page back in the day. Oh. Right, so, you know, long, a lot, a lot of things happened after that particular uh, job of mine. Uh, I ended up being, uh, moving to Seattle after uh, working in Dillingham, Alaska with my girlfriend for a number of years. Uh -huh. um, in Seattle, and where I learned how to code, uh, take it up the, maybe up a level from front page into something else. <laughs> um, and then after that, ended up in the, the through the dot not boom uh, as a developer role, um, and then ended up in Microsoft. So I ended up in Microsoft and architect and development roles for over a decade, which is a really amazing place to be. Um, and towards the end of that activity, where I was kind of lucky enough to be an architect, an enterprise architect, and play a solution architect role and information architect role. Got my um, a lot of experience with a lot of different platforms and um, vertical business verticals. I ended up actually running a number of SharePoint farms um, for the Microsoft supply chain, and uh, ah. and they were they were on premise. Um, they had intranet. There was also PLM application on them. There was just a let's just say when you talk about a digital workplace, they had pretty much everything going for them as internally. Uh, luckily, um, luckily, or maybe. We were moving to the cloud at the time, so I was uh, glad to be one of the one of the guys that not about building more and more on-prem. It's more about taking all that goodness and pushing it into the cloud. So as part of that, nice. Um, and then after that, I strangely ended up ended up at a company named Unily, which is a, uh, a kind of the internet in a box. Back in the day, three years ago, they weren't really an internet in the box, but they were. Um, uh, they had done a lot of custom, uh, very custom internets built on SharePoint. Uh -huh. So I did a lot of consulting for them. 
Uh, but as they matured, uh, they decided to kind of move out of the consulting world and build their own product, uh, Intranet in a Box, which is now uh, Unily, um, based on an, that integrates tightly with Office 365. Um, but I was lucky enough to have some good, good time with that. So it's interesting how my career over 20 years have started with this front page Intranet and ended up with out of the box Intranet on the cloud platform. So here I'm at Three Will, and really excited to be here because uh, we spent some time migrating from various cloud platforms into um, yeah. Unily or Office 365. Um, very big projects and um, uh, very exciting work in this space where uh, I seems to always land, which is around this digital workspace and internet world. So very happy to be here. Well, we're we're thrilled to have you on the team, Pete. And I know from uh, I just hear of stuff going on projects. And I know we've enjoyed working, we enjoyed working with you on projects um, while you were at Unily and, and just really excited to have you here on the team and excited to for you to take your experience and your passions that you have and, and apply it for um, for upcoming projects. Just thrilled to have you you on. Um, would have been nice if you had a different name than Pete, but we'll, we'll let that pass. Um, well, just don't ask me to shave my head. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it'll proceed on its own, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. In a microphone. Four, four ball brothers in a microphone. Oh, uh, that's, that's a little out of control. So I know with some of these questions, it's good for us to ask to sort of get started with some, some basic questions. And I see people around here somewhat, um, twinge a little bit when um, when I use the term digital workplace because they're like is this just a marketing term or is this just a is this are we just talking about intranets and just a new name for intranets or what do we you know I get all sorts of um, and it's a bit of an overloaded term I understand that but I wanted from from your perspective and I know um, both of the Pete's have been working recently on some uh, digital workplace briefings and some governance and those types of things what it, what is a digital workplace so i think the consistent definition we've sort of landed on is uh digital workplace really is something that enables communication collaboration and coordination yeah. across a virtual business landscape so mobile anywhere anytime and it's a combination of people, process, and technology uh, mm -hmm. that enables more efficient and more productive collaboration. So it's really, if you got to boil it down to one very small sentence, it's where work gets done anywhere, mm -hmm. anytime. So. Boom, we're done. Okay, in podcast. <laughs> That's it. Put a, put, put, put a bow on that and put it up on the website. Um, that's great. It's a lot into that, isn't it? I mean, this and... And, um, you know, when we were working on this, we took your, you did a, a beautiful white paper ebook a long time ago on what you call the new business operating system. And I think as part as, as I was working on some content for the website, I said a lot of the things that were aspects of the digital workplace were things that reminded me of what you had with the new business operating system. And that was, that was, that was uh, I think it was ahead of its time, <laughs> let me put it that way. <laughs> and I think we've been able to take some of the things that you were working on um, with that you know, new business operating system and, and, and incorporate them into digital workplaces. Yeah, I, I will say one thing, that sort of new business operating system content uh, has 
expand it a little bit. And I think it is a good representation of what a digital workplace really is. Um, a lot of times we'll start with asking a customer, you know, what do you think a digital workplace is? Because mm -hmm. it's so vast, right? I think a lot of times, you know, some folks will say, well, you're, uh, you're an Office 365 collaboration services company to, to us. And I think we need to always remind them that it's bigger than than just one product. It's not just an IT project, right? Mm -hmm. A digital workplace is, uh, it's not an intranet upgrade. Um, what you really want to do is find out, you know, why are you transforming your business? Um, mm -hmm. Because it's really about digital transformation, not just an upgrade. Um, you're not just trying to turn on every service that you have because you have licensing for it. You really mm -hmm. want to make sure that you have a compelling reason, you know, business outcomes that you're trying to support. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what we've kind of gravitated towards is within Three Will, we typically uh, have, have kind of espoused things like Seven Habits and Simon Sinek, et cetera. And one of the things that we've really been kind of pushing is finding your why. Why are mm -hmm. you doing this? Because to just go off and say, well, we're going to, you know, move the internet to office 365 yes you can do that um, but to get the best value out of it you're going to want to start with why are you doing this and mm -hmm. i think pete's got a great way of kind of wrapping that into um well you know what are the reasons you want to do this and so pete I'll, I'll turn it over to you as far as some things like engagement and and the why uh typically organizations will do this right and i think it's it's important because where you do work it, if you have a really good set of processes, people and tools around where you do work, um, then you can, you know you can drive better operational, organizational performance, whether it's at the market, in your marketplace, whether it's making you more competitive, whether it's uh, in operational efficiencies, whether it's just sharing knowledge across the organization so it's not hidden. Um, and then, you know, or it's just investing in people and enabling them to be trained or exposed to uh, different information or skills and uh, skill sets. Um, each one of those areas, if you think about it, it has to do with your financial viewpoint, your uh, your customer viewpoint, because um, you're helping. You might be helping customers specifically, uh, decreasing time to market, for example, or operational excellence, um, or people-centric type changes. And if you those four types of perspectives, those are actually kind of balanced scorecard perspectives that might be part of your business strategy in in, in an organization. And every company is going to have a different set of drivers for those. Um, but I'll take one for it at the financial level. It's been proven, for example, if you have a really good um, digital workplace that can help drive employ, uh, employee engagement. Well, what does employee engagement need, mean? It's really about what makes people or an org, uh, people in employee feel valued and how they actually add value to the organization. So they stay and continue to be engaged and to be productive and just adding, uh, increasing their impact across the organization. And I don't, I can't quote the specific source that um, that measured this, but um, companies that do really focus on employment engagement in the enterprise can see a 10% increase in their um, in in their stock price or market share, based on uh, based on in, in really just really engaged employees. Mm -hmm. um, customer satisfaction. Well, what? How do you get value into the hands of your customers? You might have products and services. Well. A, a, a digital workplace can really help your customer support teams understand how a product works or find information about a product or issues with a product or answers about a particular uh, questions that people or customers might have about a product. 
Um, so that's one from a customer perspective. That's how they can really help. Um, and operational, well, cost, right? That's another. That's that's a big piece of operational um, uh, and internal process improvement. Um, being pro productive, not having to look for information um, in a lot of different places. Being able to have uh, also reduce your risks where governance comes by comes in because you can have a really great digital workplace, but it can also raise risk or risk factors around uh, making information available that shouldn't be available to certain sets of audiences or external uh, users. So there's a risk and sort of operational play. And I like to end at the fact that, that around people, because that's probably the most important perspective, whether it's employment engagement to drive your market share in the marketplace or your stock price and be more competitive mm -hmm. in your marketplace with engaged employees, you need to really invest in your people. And so first thing I'd have to say is that any digital workplace, that's a really core, um, core important piece of it is to have a really sound foundation around your people. It's either the, the, the data, the profile data of the people in your, um, in your organization, so people can find information about them, share expertise, et cetera, but it's also the quality of the data of a person's profile because that allows for things like targeting content to a person to make it more relevant, thus more engaged from a user perspective, or um, for example, also um, enabling a, a per specific user to personalize their content um, in a way so that they see more relevant things based on their own personal choice. So um, all of that is part of really that profile or that the, the data around a, a person themselves. And it's the core of your digital workplace. Uh, this, this, um, when you're talking about all these things, it really seems, you know, there, this is across every department in the organization. Um, it's it sort of, it's, uh, it, it, it makes me think sort of like, you know, this is the plumbing for your business. Uh, it's a force player, right? It really yeah. It, yeah. It makes you so, more competitive as an org. And so I, right away, I start saying, well, um, is this, or, or, or is this typically these digital workplaces? Is it, is it, is a, it's a funded by IT or is the business funded or like who, or is there, um, uh, you know, somebody in charge of enabling technologies? Who's the typical person who's driving? Cause there's a lot, there's, it seems like every department is going to be impacted by yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, you mind if I kind of chime in on that, Danny? Absolutely, I'd That's love something that I'm seeing quite a bit. And um, you know, when you look at the digital workplace, there's so much technology that comes to bear that I think organizations get overwhelmed. They kind of see, yes, I need all this stuff, but there's no sense of, in some senses, priority of what comes first. You know, what, yeah. what do I go after first? And I'm concerned about control over rolling out all this technology and making sure it's doing good versus creating confusion and complexity in the organization. And so in, in conversations, I'm seeing governance come up quite a bit because I think it's thinking about how do I put my arms around all these technologies and have the right balance of risk and reward of how I leverage these in the organization. And, and I think you have to have context to make good decisions around what do we do and when we do that. And so when we look at, say, a governance workshop or a digital workplace workshop, the key input to that is what are the driving use cases that you want to um, enjoy success in and celebrate? And what do you want to measure to say this has been successful? Because a lot of times these things can be very 
um, you know, hard to put your arms around ephemeral things that um, are not measurable. But if you put in the work of saying, you know, here's the things I want to see transform in our organization and how we want to measure that, that will give you the guardrails to understand what aspects of governance do we go after first? What technology should we start lighting up in the organization? How should we train these people to be able to enforce the results that we want to get as an organization? So I think folks that you know think of a, this is just turning up an intranet, um, you know, end up not really getting the, the full capability and power of what you have in the digital workplace. And I, I, that's what I see is getting traction is let, let's talk about what are those key use cases that drive our organization. That, that's not a new term, mm -hmm. use cases, and it's not a new concept, but I think we've, as a, in, a, in the area and space of collaboration, um, we tend to, you know, just look at all the workloads of collaboration and, and try to, you know, dump those all into a project versus stepping back and understanding who wants to sponsor this within the organization and what's, you know, what are those key business drivers that are going to help us give guidance to what needs to get done. And that, that's that's kind of what I'm sensing um, is, you know, important as people start thinking about, you know, what is the digital workplace to us? Um, people, it's not a generic thing. You really have to bring in the culture of the organization, yeah, yeah. industry that you're in. You know, you know. Uh, I was on a call with Pete Fritz as we we're talking to someone in the insurance industry, and um, yeah, you want to, you know, have engaging um, an environment that really gives a lot of, um, say, eye candy for people to get involved and and help. But also, you're in an industry that maybe has some risk associated with it. So, as we roll out this technology, let's not. Um, end up being on our heels when issues come up, but to have some proactive thought about what are the proper controls just enough to keep things on the guardrails, but give enough freedom to allow people to self-serve and, and drive the momentum of their followers. I think um, the, you bring with the, the culture, that was actually something I was going to ask, because I think that, that, that does impact um, what we do with regards to, uh, you know, what, what do we initially set out to do? And I, one of the things that I've liked about, um, uh, the approach that I've seen from, from Pete and repeat is, um, is this, the idea of, <laughs> sorry, the idea of a maturity model too. Not not only that does is the is the culture like like are you a free like how does how does the how does the company itself collaborate are you open collaborators are you more sort of setting up the digital workplace so that it is tuned towards their culture but I also see it as a um, which you guys have, have really hit on which is a you know you can't you can overexpose the organization if you try to bring them too fast, you know, and sort of what is, what are the maturity levels that you need to go, go through and what is the next step for the organization with regards to building out your digital workplace and looking at where you are today and talking about what the next steps are and let's not worry about, you know, what comes after this. Let's focus yeah. in on those next steps. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, kind of road mapping, to be able to slot things in the right place in the right time. Um, there's a lot of anxiety around 
well, you know, there's there's flow. You know, how does that relate to our organization? There's stream. You know, what does that mean to us? And and as we're working with organizations, we're identified. Yes, stream is out there, but stream is you know down the road a piece. This is more of a tertiary technology that, yes, it's going to have an impact, but there's more basic block and tackle that sets the foundation that you know doesn't overlook where what you need to do in those basic steps that are major stumbling stones to you know doesn't matter how much effort you put in the stream if you don't have some of the basics in place you know like security and provision and information architecture those things are not going to um, be found they're they're not going to be secured properly and then all of a sudden the ceo shuts down we're not using stream because one thing wasn't secured properly so you know I, I think people have to realize that there is that maturity model and yes you're hearing stream you like you know the features of it but let's look at the big picture and understand what needs to be done first before we get to that point and, and one of the topics has been provisioning you know that's a really fundamental early step of your maturity model is um, you know you want to have the right um, points that you can layer in the proper controls in a natural way so if you have a site to request I want to do this as it relates to collaboration then that can be assessed to say that's a Microsoft team or this is a communication site and you can and kind of enforce that governance and information architecture, but also empower the user that as soon as they ask for it, it gets provision for them. Mm -hmm. But you're putting them in the right place, you're putting in the right naming conventions, you've you've created the right data labeling around it. Yeah. So you have retention policies if that is really applies to the, the situation. So it's it's getting smart about how do you um, reduce the friction of people getting the tools that they need but mm -hmm. not end up having you know the full wild wild west of you know, we've got yammer teams you know two internet in the boxes out there sharepoint and and box and you, you have all these things all over the place and then it's getting frustrated and they lock everything down and then people are not you know able to leverage you know what they probably could be leveraging if there's a a more structured rollout of these technologies. Yeah, yeah. And Pete Prime had a maturity model uh, at four stages, right, Pete? Yeah, I, I think to take a quick step back, we talked about, um, you know, Danny, you asked about culture, and I think it's everybody re needs to realize you, there's a unique culture profile to an organization. Um, and they've got to recognize if they're, you know, are they basic, are they advanced, are they strategic or visionary? And so if you, you know, if you're early in the journey, um, and we said it was a journey before, if you're early in that journey of implementing a digital workplace, you may just be, um, you know, learning to use uh, SharePoint. So you're not going to try to do some advanced things like try to have a very complicated information architecture. You're actually going to kind of defeat some of the things that you might be setting out to do, which is uh, increase communication and collaboration. And, and, you know, 
along that spectrum, even inside a, a large insurance organization, for example, you may have small groups that are advanced. You may have even an organization which is visionary. So it's finding those business stakeholders that are going to be involved, um, why they're involved, and looking at, you mentioned before, this is this is not a an IT project. It's not a single thing. It's a series of events. It's a journey that you're going to have to go through and say, well, where am I? for this particular organization? What are my objectives for that organization? Where am I for your marketing team, uh, your sales team, your operations team, whatever those teams are, um, that profile is going to change. But the idea is, how do I get to a point where uh, I'm measuring, governing, and I'm delivering so that people can actually be more efficient and more productive and yeah. collaborate more. So it's 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 identifying those things that have you know true business impact and that require business investment. Uh, and where are you willing to put your kind of money where your mouth is, and what's going to be most important? One of the things that we do typically is come up with a matrix that that kind of lays out here are your priorities after you've come out with those outcomes after you've defined your why. Let's put those in a matrix that say, you know, here are the most important things that you can focus on. They're going to get you the highest value. And some of those things might be customizations that may not make sense right away. Some of those may be very high impact, but they're very low friction. So just getting SharePoint in place, just getting teams in place and instructing and training people may have the biggest bang for your buck. And then over time, looking at, well, how do I measure true collaboration? How am I enabling my employees? What am I, you know, what do I want to measure engagement by? Maybe your first measure is how many SharePoint sites did I create or how many team sites got created? Mm -hmm. Then you start to look at, well, how many, how many meetings were scheduled in teams this month? How many minutes of collaboration in, in phone calls did we have? Uh, how many people, how many conversations were had within teams? And you start to look at different metrics, but starting that way, you know, right out of the gate may not be right for your organization yeah. finding kind of a your why and b where are you in that maturity level is really important on a, on a serious note um pete fritz i can see the your selfie nudes in the background so you might want to blur your screen oh thank I'm you just, i'm just kidding no i'm joking around with you <laughs> Oh, Pete, this is our first. What happens, what happens if you drop out of the video no, this, by accident? Yeah, it, next time you drop out, it would be good if you had some gunshot sounds going off. <laughs> and then you drop off the line. That would be much more exciting. It's At least you're not doing a newscast. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not a newscast with a toddler running in the back. But, you know, <laughs> oh, oh, Pete, I'm uh, repeat. I'm here for some levity every once in a while. We got just got serious, real serious there. So I just thought we should do that. Um, any follow-up comments that you might have, uh, Pete, number two, bachelor number two. <laughs> well, just back to the maturity model a little bit. Um, you know, the balance, uh, Pete Prime, uh, <laughs> a little bit in that it's not, it's, if you're talking about the process, the people and the tools, you're out of balance if you're dropping the technology in front of people and just saying, hey, go use the technology because you haven't developed the processes around provisioning it, for example, or maybe the security of the information uh, that all of that enables. For example, what if you, you know, enable teams and just let anybody kind of create a team and then you just sort of let anybody externally share the content of a team with uh, external people or maybe they are maybe they're plugging in their own box personal box site into Teams using a, a Teams plugin or a tab. Um, those are all 
great things, but they have to be balanced. Um, and so, you know, the maturity model is about, you know, what is super strategic and advanced look like? Well, it means that your balance, each stage of that maturity journey is going to have a balance of those things. And that's where kind of, I think governance comes in, uh, just kind of going back to governance because governance is your, is your balancing points, your risk and reward. Yeah. Example in the teams, it's, it's, you know, you have this great reward of this amazing collaborative um, platform and you've got those really cool memes you can put in any chat. Those are really awesome and fun animations. It makes working fun. Um, but, you know, I can really get outside of the guardrails if there aren't any very easily by sharing content inappropriately or, um, or um, you know, maybe downloading files that I shouldn't have on my personal device, for example. Or, or maybe maybe more aggressively sharing your selfie news, stuff like that. That's, for example, yes. Uh, <laughs> things that are inappropriate from a personal perspective, yes. So, you know, you need, and Teams is really collaboration, right? So yeah. you also have to think, um, well, what's collaboration? That's like smaller groups of people working together, co-authoring documents, task-centric, lots of chat back and forth. But the chat's probably not high value. It's more like, coordinating tasks on a project or, you know, edits in a particular document or some code you're writing. Very, very high, um, you know, volatile chat conversation, which probably doesn't have a broad audience outside of that team, really, because you're working, you're doing a lot of work and work in progress. So that's, Teams is a great example where you, you, you want to light those up for collaboration scenarios to enable productivity of your team, smaller groups of people. When you have that content that's that the team's created and it's gotten to the point where it's ready to go for broader uh, a broader review, or it may never be right. It may just be some document that doesn't have broader context. But if it's an important piece of, of IP, or if it's an important product, uh, software product, or document policy that the HR team is building out for a, a new rollout next uh, next month, then that all goes into the communication space and. Um, you know, collaboration we call it inner loop, and and communications is outer loop, and can you, there's a lot can, of variations of that. Can you go into that the inner outer loop? I'd love for you to, to hear from you more about what that is, and for maybe for people who haven't heard heard that heard those terms yet. Sure, and it's 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 and those those two things, communication or collaboration versus communication, help decide the level of governance or the policies on the, those various environments, the technology environments that you're collaborating or communicating in, the, love, the type of information that's there. Um, so Microsoft a couple of years ago came up with this inner loop, outer loop idea where the inner loop is really, if I'm standing in, if I'm standing in, um, in virtually out there in this workplace, who are my inner group of people that I'm working with? Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's in a particular context, typically also. It's my project team that I'm working on. It's my, maybe I'm working on a product, like a, some research on a product, and it's the research, the product research team. Um, maybe it's a, a maybe it's a, um, a, which is a team for document collaboration. We're developing contracts for a particular uh, division of my organization. Um, the, that's the inner loop because it's a small group of folks that I'm working with um, and we're working in, we have a lot of work in progress type activities and tasks that, you know, we don't necessarily want everybody to see it while we're working on it, uh, but we need to have high interaction amongst each other to do it. So that's in our loop. Uh, Microsoft Teams, a Microsoft Planner, Office 365 um, applications are really good for that. Outside of that, if I'm looking outside, I think, well, how do I want to get this content of my team 
Um, excuse me. Um, no problem. How do I get the content of my team outputs that's when it's curated and ready to go out to a broad audience? Yeah. Is it, maybe it's just news or maybe I have an opinion that I want to share about, I'm really passionate about that I want to get out on a blog post to the entire org. Or maybe it's the communication team that's trying to drive some strategic initiatives and some maybe communication campaigns around that. The this inner outer loop means that you're targeting a broad audience of folks. It doesn't have to be everybody, but you know it's more than ten or twenty or in some cases, uh, you know, fifty people. It's a large, um, broadly shareable content that has high value. <clears throat> so, outer loop's all about that, and that's where when you think communication context, think the word intranet um, typically is more about communication type scenarios. Sharing of knowledge, uh, communicating the messaging, um, and enabling also enterprise social, which is, you know, how do I talk, how do I communicate in a way that's shared with a, law, a broad swath of people that has visibility from a, consumers of that information who can also sort of interject their own viewpoints into it at the enterprise scale, that's enterprise social. All that content is searchable, findable, has great also value to, you know, leaders of an organization who are, might want to use that information to drive some change in culture to the org. So Outer Loop's about that broad um, world. And anyway, as finally, as this whole notion of Outer and Inner Loop's gotten more modern over, over years, um, th there's also this sort of the me loop. It's like, what What do I need to do my job? That's like my outlook, that's my tasks, that's yeah. my, um, you know, that's my uh, my cup of coffee. It's very important. Those <laughs> kinds of things are like the things that I need. That, that's the context for me to do my work or to get my communication. So all those, yeah, I can do that in teams. But in fact, it's the me context that's important. And then mm -hmm. I guess the last one would be the super, I would say the outside enterprise view, which is, how do I? Um, how do we interact as an organization or a team or an individual with external organizations, suppliers, partners, customers, which is a whole other loop context um, that has a whole different sort of governance flavor to it. Yep. What I love about what you guys are doing is I really think you're trying to take a holistic approach on this, like not try to, like we're, and it's difficult to do because there's a lot of different areas that we could jump into. But I think there needs to be, especially for someone looking for some outside help, is just is to take a holistic view of what of of a, what is a digital workplace. Being able to, um, it might feel like we could never go, you know, extremely deep into an area. But I think for us, it's very important to come in and to be able to um, to make sure that the breadth of what we cover for customers is there. And um, it just seems like it's a it's that that's a, a, an important aspect of what why someone would engage us and how we can help customers. Um, Absolutely. Um, anything? So this has been tremendously helpful for for me. I just do these so it gives me a chance to talk with other people so I can learn about what you're up to, which is great. Um, you guys are, just tell me a little bit more, more before we jump off here. You're doing, you're doing some briefings specifically for customers around digital workplaces. And then tell me a little bit more about the, the digital workplace workshop. What is that? Sort of what are you, what are we trying to accomplish with that? So if you guys could just at a high level cover for me, what's in a briefing and then what's in a workshop and then we'll, we'll put a button on this. 
Okay. So from a, a briefing perspective, really a briefing is uh, a lunch, maybe a maximum of two hours where we can kind of have a conversation similar to this and we can at least start to engage some folks to think about where are you in your journey, right? Okay. This is and explain it is a journey. It's not just a simple project uh, that you want to start to consider what are your whys, like, you know, identify your top three whys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go through and give some some examples. Uh, so we kind of walk through, you know, uh, things like content sharing. There, there are uh, some very common scenarios, uh, content creation, search and navigation, things that, that will impact your organization. And how do you want to think through those things that you're trying to deliver a digital workplace on? Okay. Um, think about your integrations. Think about some of these the sponsorship activities that are going to be needed. Um, and then out of that, uh, the digital workplace uh, workshop is uh, a one to three day, depending on organization size and complexity and maturity. Uh, it's a one to three day workshop where we go through and start to peel back the onion and start to really get into uh, the the whys, right? So that's where we need to start. We need to start with understanding what your organization is trying to achieve. Um, How you want to proceed from there is starting to talk about, well, let's talk um, sponsorship. Let's talk what organizations are going to be involved. You asked earlier about who's actually going to own this project. And you you don't want to boil the ocean, but at the same time, you need to understand scope so that you can start to, to build out a plan. And that workshop is really starting to build the plan. And then typically from there, uh, the progression proceeds to some sort of engagement where we start mapping out a little bit, you know, the next layer of the onion. Uh, mm-hmm. So we start talking about things like uh, navigation and search and information architecture. And we start to go down, okay, what are your actual goals and how can we align what you have? And that's not just Office 365 because it is a holistic approach not just those products, but how do you integrate with other products? Maybe you have Workday for, for HR, maybe you have Salesforce, maybe you have dynamic CRM, you know, how do you, how do you integrate all those and kind of make work better? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and deliver on that promise and all the while really looking at what we've, what we've kind of been focusing on is governance and outcomes. So how are you going to govern and what outcomes are you trying to achieve and looking for ways of defining what is success for your organization and then mapping out how to get there. Awesome. Awesome. Any, uh, Tommy or Pete square, do you, any last Thoughts. <laughs> we, should, we should each come up with a, just a different name as we go along. Uh, other ball brother or Pete squared. Anything? What, what we got? Anything to any parting shots here? Well, I, I would just like to say, just to kind of from a technology perspective, but aligning up to your this employee engagement, uh, a digital workplace needs to be easy to use, well balanced from a governance perspective. But really, it's got to actually drive excitement. Um, even if you're not don't care about employee engagement people should be really excited to see they're gonna be more productive on, on a platform. Um, so, you know, there's other aspects of making things engagement include UI designs of, of your communication sites. Um, maybe there's a set of uh, uh, components that aren't necessarily 100% um, ideal for your scenarios in a particular uh, intranet site. Um, maybe you need spe- specific web parts or something to really drive some 
extra bling or maybe some integration with back-end line of business applications um, or to drive sort of a productivity or automated workflow. So um, those are other things I think that are kind of, they come after the overall conversation, but because you don't want to customize first, but if you have certain levers you want to push to, to make, make, make your um, digital workplace even more engaging, um, that's a good place for that investment. Um, and we can help there too. Awesome. Awesome. Tommy, any, any uh, last thoughts here? Well, I, I think what's exciting for me is, is putting more energy towards the why of why organizations are using collaboration. I think um, years past, we've been focusing more on tell us what widget you want us to build. Yeah. And we're changing that conversation where we're trying to understand where's the biggest opportunity for you to be successful. And I think with the digital workplace and and moving these services to the cloud and the new Microsoft that wants to have that integration across the enterprise, that they realize it's not just a uh, a monolith of just Microsoft services, but they're one part of the equation. Mm -hmm. And the work that they're putting into being that front door for collaboration across your enterprise is very exciting to be a part of that. And I think um, it's it's something that organizations, I think, are overwhelmed in how much is in front of them. and. As consultants, that's what we like to do. We like to take these complex situations, boil them down into a predictable path. And, and everything that we've done leading up to this point, I think, puts us in a great position to help organizations do that. That's wonderful. And uh, I wouldn't be doing my job unless I said this, which is um, for the briefing part of this, if you're interested in something like that, just go to the threewheel.com uh, website Go to the contact us page. I'll get a note. Of, you know, you fill that out. Just say you're interested in a, um, a digital workplace briefing, and we'll get that. So I'll get you connected up with the right person, and we'll get that all set up. Um, and then you also on the website, one of the services you'll see is the digital work, workplace workshop, and you can find out some more information there. We've got a little FAQ on it, so that's underneath the services section of our website. Definitely go there, find out some more information on that. The workshop, there is a cost involved with that, but it's one of those that we, um, we're both putting, it's, the cost is more your time than our time towards it. Um, so if you're interested in, in coming out with some really solid next steps, I think the Digital Workplace Workshop is a great place for you to look. Other thing, um, we'll, uh, I'll be posting this up to YouTube. So if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We'll also have it at the other pod, uh, podcast places and Stitcher. Please subscribe to the channel there. Also, I'd ask you if you're listening to this on iTunes within Apple, please give us a nice rating um, there. That will definitely help us out. Hey, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We're going to do this again because I really enjoy oh, yeah. this time. I really just enjoy it. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I like I, I, I I really enjoy hanging out with people who are smarter than I am. And it's great hearing from you guys. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm thinking the next subject that we might want to cover, I'm, I'm really interested to hear from you guys about um, SharePoint intranets in a box and what's what you can do out of the box and sort of helping people make the decision. You know, make the decisions around that. Because I, I, I get a lot of people coming to us asking questions about that. And I think, Pete, you have a unique uh, uh, Pete squared, uh, Pete doubled. Uh, you've got a unique background 
uh, on this, and I just want to hear from you guys. Are we at a, at a we, where do we, how do we make the decision around that? I'm, I'm very interested in your insights on that. So with that, thank you everybody for listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye.